if you lay the right impact statement down, the prospect that you're talking to isn't going to be able to help but to think about it, even if they're not aware they're thinking about it. Hello, this is Doug Davidoff. I am your host and welcome to this edition of the Sales Genius Podcast. If you haven't done it already, you're not a member of the Sales Genius Network, don't forget, this is just one small piece of what being a sales genius brings to you. Go to www.salesgeniusnetwork.com, sign up, you'll get access to the show notes from today's episode, the show notes from every other episode, as well as training material, workshops, resources, tools, all designed for anyone focused on increasing customer acquisition, customer success, sales, marketing, whatever you want to call it, all to help you do your job better, easier, and more effective. Today, we've got a really fun episode. I actually ran a workshop for a client. We've modified that workshop. That's going to be the focus of today's episode, all about how to have a good, solid plan and increase your success rate when it comes to cold outreach. Realize that when you're doing cold outreach, very small improvements actually lead to huge improvements in outcomes. Think of it this way. If you're successful 4% of the time and you increase that success rate by just one point, you get to 5%, that's a 25% increase in overall success. That's huge. Right? We're going to talk about something that'll help you increase your success rate on those efforts by more than just a point. Now, if you're a member of the Sales Genius Network, you're going to get access to the video that accompanies this podcast. So this is going to be the audio of that training. When you're a member, you can access the video as well as the guide that we walk through in the video. So go ahead, hit pause. We'll wait. SalesGeniusNetwork.com, sign up. Then come back, hit play, and let's get started. All right, you're about to do some cold outreach. You're going to be making a set of first outreach connect calls. I get it. Making those calls can feel, frankly, can feel a little bit intimidating. You know, far more intimidating than the act really is. Now, one of the primary reasons for that is because making those outreach calls, it's filled with a lot of unknowns. Are we going to reach the person? Are they going to be open to it? Are they going to ask me questions that I'm not prepared for? Are they going to be overly aggressive? All of those things can happen. Here's the key to overcoming the difficulties associated with making cold outreach. Have a plan. What does that mean? All right. First, it means have a goal in mind. What are you making these calls for? Now, here's our recommendation. The goal of that first outreach is to start a conversation. First and foremost, the goal is not to make a sale. Don't sell on these calls. Don't even think about selling on these calls. Realize there's two hurdles that people have to cross. Why should I talk to you? Why should I buy from you? This call is only about the why should I talk to you hurdle. By the way, don't even think about the goal of the call being to set a meeting. It's great if that can happen, but a lot of times that's not the right thing in that situation. The goal of the first call is to be able to have a better, stronger second call. 
To do that, you have to be prepared. You have to have a plan. You have to have a structure for what you're going to do. I don't care how good you are. Don't wing it. Lastly, be prepared to handle resistance. You're going to face resistance. Now, this is where a lot of cold outreach, well, frankly, it gets misunderstood. Because you're going to face resistance, but the resistance is not necessarily and actually is rarely because it's a cold call. It's rarely because nobody wants to talk to a salesperson. It's simply because it's an interruption. And when we get interrupted, our first response is resistance. So be prepared for that. If you've got a plan for handling that resistance, you're going to find it's not going to be that difficult. How do you do it? Here's the structure for a powerful cold outreach call, for a powerful first outreach call. Part one, say hello and transition. What does that mean? Well, you're interrupting them, right? So, so two things are happening here. First off, I'm going to feel a little bit attacked simply because it's an interruption. It's something that's unexpected. But secondly, I'm not thinking about the things that you're thinking about. I'm probably thinking about something very different than what you're thinking about. So if you go right into your agenda and, and you deliver that powerful first line, I'm not even going to hear it because I'm not ready for it. I haven't adjusted. Hello and a transition statement gives your prospect the time to shift to a listening and hopefully a participative position. Second, have an impact statement ready. Right? You have an opportunity to seed a thought. And if you seed the thought correctly, even if this call turns out not to be successful, you don't generate a conversation, you may lay the groundwork for a better next attempt. Because if you lay the right impact statement down, the person, the prospect that you're talking to isn't going to be able to help but to think about it, even if they're not aware they're thinking about it. Third, handle resistance and do that by making the first obstacle predictable. Make it easy for the resistance to come out because we know it's there and make it predictable so you know how to handle it. Move to an expanding question. The expanding question is where this goes from being a cold outreach to a conversation. And, and every end, every successful outreach call with an assignment. Here's a sample. Hello in transition. Hi, this is Doug with Imagine. I'm not sure you're the person I should be speaking with, but real quickly. Now, I'm going to tell you this phraseology, it is the most powerful phraseology that I've ever used or ever seen used in my selling career. I don't even know where it came from, but I've done a lot of research into why it works so well. And it works well for three reasons. First, it's a transition statement. It gives the prospect the time to adjust. They don't have to really listen. They also don't have to do anything. By the way, one of the reasons we use things like, is, did I catch you at a good time? Or other statements like that is, is the same thing is to allow that transition to take place. Now, the problem with that, for, for lack of a better word, is if I ask you, did I catch you at a bad time or, or anything like that, you now have to participate. So you're all of a sudden, um, you know, called out, you're put on the spot, right? And, and most of us, when we're put on the spot, 
we're not ready to handle it. So we're still dealing with the resistance and now we just got put on the spot. Here with this statement, I don't have to do anything. Second, it creates some psychological safe space. The phraseology, I'm not sure you're the person that I should be speaking with, kind of pulls me back from that assertive, attacking, interruptive position to say, hey, I'm not sure. And then the third point is it actually programs what the prospect is thinking about as you talk with, am I the right person or not? By the way, very often, the first thing that they say when you ask your question will be geared to whether or not they're the right person. Now, move to your impact statement. Here's an example. We work with company and persona type, preferably both. We work with plant managers at high velocity distribution companies. We work with um, marketing directors who send high volumes of emails. We work with um, chief security officers at manufacturing companies, right? Your goal here is you're, you're generating some empathy. You're, you're giving a structure to who you're talking about so that the person that you're talking to feels like, oh, yeah, you're, you're speaking to my people, right? We work with plant managers at high-velocity distribution companies, enabling them to. Now, you'll notice we have enabling in italicis. Use a word like enabling versus a word like help. Enabling has more power to it. It, it's a term that's referred to as psycho-euphoric. It, it connects and communicates a partnership, right? So again, it puts us in alignment with each other. We work with plant managers at high-velocity distribution centers, enabling them to now communicate a result that infers the pain point that you address and that is likely to be a high-level top-of-mind pain point for the person that you're talking to. This is where you're able to seed the thought. This leads to better conversations in the future, regardless of the outcome of this call. So you may something, say something like, we work with plant managers at high velocity distribution centers, enabling them to more effectively manage their mobile power to eliminate one to two points from their operating cost structure. Now, Realize that as part of the psychological structure here, I just delivered this impact statement. I'm still a little bit in that resistance mode. So I'm now prepared for you to follow up on that and ask me some sales tie down question around the impact statement that I make. So notice what I do. I'm going to make that resistance predictable. So I shift and I say, are you familiar with Imagine? Now, First off, this is unpredictable. This is not in alignment. It doesn't flow with what I just said. So I'm all ready and prepared to address the impact statement that you just made, and you just flip the question on me. That increases the likelihood that I, as the prospect, have to pause and think and address. So it, it puts me into a more present moment with you to have the conversation. And there's only four responses that I can get to that question. So it's very predictable. I can have prepared responses. I can get, no, I'm not familiar. Yes, I am familiar. What's this call about? Or I'm not interested. Every response is going to be one of those four items. So what do I do? No, you're not familiar with it? Oh, well, we, well, what we do is, and I 
restate the impact statement. I, I changed the phraseology a little bit, but I restate it. Yes, I am familiar. Great. Then you already know that. And I say the same thing that I would have said at that point, that I would have said no, if they had said they weren't familiar. Um, what's this call about? Oh, sorry for interrupting you. Real quickly, we, and I make the same statement, or for, I'm not interested, this isn't for me, my response is going to be, oh, I'm sorry, real quickly, and now I'm just going to move to my expanding question. What's the expanding question? Again, this is where we move from it being a cold outreach to a conversation. As I finish my response that ends with a restatement of the result or benefit, I continue and say, I'm curious, how are you handling whatever area you're talking about or the pain point? Now notice I use the word I'm curious. I don't come straight at how are you handling, right? The, the reason for I'm curious is once again, it's a transition statement and it creates the space that allows me to answer it without feeling like I'm going to be judged or pounced upon. This entire part, 30 to 60 seconds. If you have a strong 30 to 60 seconds, everything else that happens after that is going to work a lot better. If you have a poor first 30 to 60 seconds, you're always going to be working from a position of weakness. That's all it takes. Have a clear plan, have a good structure, and what you'll find is cold outreach becomes far easier, more enjoyable, and far more profitable than you ever thought possible. Alrighty, so that does it for this edition of the Sales Genius Podcast. Remember, you can access the video, the show notes, and the guide that I reference in today's podcast as a member of the Sales Genius Network. Go to www.salesgeniusnetwork.com. Until next time, go out and be a sales genius.